0: is ball ball candidate to be signed by the chicago bulls we're going to talk about him and talented young ford that's shown some pro- promise in trended in watford and why they could or could not be good options for the chicago bulls to so look out as they continue to fill their roster we'll get into all that and more right after this you are now tuned in to chicago bulls central your number one spot for all things chicago bulls hosted by hayes What's going on Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, I'm the host here, Hayes, you guys right off the top can follow the show at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform that we happen to be on. But you guys know what we're here to do, you saw you clicked the thumbnail, you saw the opening, you guys know what we're here to talk about. Bull Bull was recently released by the Orlando Magic, and a lot of Bulls fans are asking, should the Chicago Bulls go after him to add him to the team and considerably help Uh, 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 flesh out that big man roster, right? And especially when you look at the fact that, like, Marco Simonovich's contract is partially guaranteed. We have three more days until the Chicago Bulls need to make a decision on if they're going to fully guarantee his deal, which could open up a roster spot for another talented young forward. So we're actually going to talk about Ball Ball and uh, Trendon Watford as well, but we're going to start off with the recent release Ball Ball, right? So I want to start off with this, right? The biggest concern as far as signing Ball Ball would be Specifically, his injury history. When you look at it, since he was drafted in 2019, he has, ha- he has suffered nine injuries that have, that have limited him to, to playing a, a, only 123 games Has Ball Ball played in the four seasons he's been in the NBA. And only last season was the first time he played over 40 games, being able to play in 70 games, starting 33 for the Orlando Magic. Prior to that, his rookie season, seven games played. His second season, 32 games played. His third season, 14 games played. And 70 games played last season for the Orlando Magic. Again, starting 33 of those. And looking at that sample size, last year for the Orlando Magic, in those games, he he averaged nine points per game, uh, 5.8 rebounds per game, one assist per game, 1.2 blocks per game as well, free throw percentage at 75 three-point shooting percentage at 26.5, and overall field goal percentage at 54.6. Bobo also uh, displays a decent defensive rating for his career at 110.8, but again, those numbers could be a little bit skewed, right, when it comes to it just because of how, how how he's been limited on the court. Now, one thing that I will not use for Bobo is the per-36-minute stat because, as I've told you guys before, I just don't think that that's a good stat and representative uh for a player especially when they haven't played a lot of minutes right but you know did average 21 minutes per game last season in his time uh for the Orlando Magic and in specific specifically as a starter he had averages of 12 and a half points per game 7.3 rebounds per game one assist 1.4 blocks uh, half a half a steal per game and only 1.5 personal fouls per game and as a starter he averaged 36.2 uh, uh, field goal, i mean, sorry, three-point shooting percentage, taking 2.1 three-pointers per game in that time. Overall field goal percentage, 57.3%, taking about nine free throws, I'm sorry, nine field goals a game in that time. What, what it, that represents is that ball does have a, a, a nice amount of things that you can point to to say, hey, there's some promise here. There, there's, there's some reason, especially at being only 23 years old, there's a reason to think that there's considerable upside still there. Hasn't played a ton of NBA games, which also goes to maybe he's just scratching the surface a little bit. He has a modern big man skill set. He can dribble. He can pass. He can definitely protect the rim some, right? I don't think he's, he doesn't have like the the a block percentage of a player like Mo Bamba, who used to be his teammate, right? He doesn't have a block percentage of that. But still, when you look at that uh, as a starter, that uh, block and a half per game, that is very promising, especially to a team like the Chicago Bulls. That, do need, that does need rim protection. The defensive writing is decent as well. The biggest thing that I have is a concern for me is the injury history, and especially for a fan base. And I see you guys that are in the comments so often saying, the Bulls should have never signed Lonzo Ball. They saw his injury concerns before he came there. Why ever sign him? Yes, Ball had one season of playing 70 games, which – as you guys know, I like anything over sixty-five games is basically a full season to me. You can't expect a player to play all eighty-two games, even though we had two of them on a roster last season. And I, I understand the promise of Bowl, right? But I look at his his body, I look at his frame, I look at how he's how he's built out, and though that typically is a frame that gets injured a lot, right? And he already has the injury concern, right? So with that injury concern already being there. I do. It does make me a, a, a bit concerned, especially the fact that the Orlando Magic waived him outright. Could they live, look to even get anything? We've seen players move for two second round picks, right? So, what is the level of concern there, right? Injury wise. Now, again, I don't want to fear monger or anything like that, but I do think that while there is a lot of promise in a player like Bull, and I can admit that, even though I'm not as high on his overall skill set, I can, well, no, the skill set is fine. It's the impact, right? I'm not as high on that. But I understand why a lot of bulls fans look at a player like this and especially think, hey, could we potentially get this guy for cheap especially for a team that uh listen we we, we need we we're, we're strapped for cash uh, we don't have a lot a lot of money to spend right even though we're expecting the disabled player exception to come and stuff like that. He was on a deal for only 2.2 million dollars. So theoretically you can get him for a same around that same amount of money, bring him in. If he shows some promise, you can play him, right? The one thing that I will say about him and the and, uh, Watford, who we're also going to talk about, is the difference between them and a player like Marco Simonovic, if you do waive Marco and replace Marco with one of those players, is they have actually been able to play NBA games. Right? Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie: You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today.
1: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
0: But you also have to share that concern. Is Billy Donovan even going to play them? You know that that that's a fair concern either either way. Especially young players, I'm always concerned with them around Billy Donovan. But Bobo does average. I mean, does present an interest, interesting case for the Chicago Bulls, right? They could move off a prospect who has not been able to to play at the NBA, and that is Marko Simonovic. They could move off of him to bring in a player like Bow, who can at least you you think theoretically, whether you you know the injury concern or not, there's enough to say, hey, maybe this this guy can play at the NBA level. So I, I understand that, right? But let me know what you guys think. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not down on bowl overall if the Bulls were to bring him in because it's minuscule money. It's not going to be a long-term deal. They're definitely going to probably make that a veteran minimum, a partially guaranteed deal as well, if they were to bring him in. I think any team's going to do that. But there's enough there sign for concern as well that it's like, all right, if you bring him in, and then he suffers a major injury, and we actually start relying on his skill set, that's a little bit of, uh, it it just sucks, it's a sucky situation to be in, now another player that I'm going to talk about today, and we're going to show some highlights of him as well, is Trendon Watford, and this is a guy that a lot of you guys have been bringing up, he wasn't initially on any of my lists, but because you guys have been bringing bringing him up, I've done some research on him, and just looking at his numbers, and he hasn't played a lot of games, only 110 games played in two seasons in the NBA, which is wild when you look at the fact he's been in the NBA uh, half the time Ball, Ball has, and they've played basically around the same number of games, which is wild when you look at 122 for Ball, 110 for Trenton Wofford. Um, he started uh, 22 games out of that 110. He started 12 last season. He had averages last season of 7.4 points per game, 39% shooting from three point range, only taking one three pointer per game though. Uh, 56% from field goal overall, taking five shots a game, 3.8 rebounds, 2.1 assists, not anything on the block, not, not anything worthy to really talk about. But when it start, where it starts getting a little interesting for Watford as a prospect, when you also compare that with his age, where he's a, he's a fairly young player, still 22 years old, right? Looking at him. And ball, they're 22 and 23 years old, so there's enough again upside, and especially when you're looking at a player like Marco Simonovic, who's the same age as them, 23, I believe Marco is, and has not been able to get on the NBA court. I'm gonna keep drilling at home, but when you look at Watford as a starter, 12 games started last season for him, he had averages of a starter at 13 points per game, basically at 12.9, right under a half, right over a half a steal per game, right over a half a block per game, three assists, 6.2 rebounds. 36% 36% shooting from three-point range, taking one and one point eight, so right at two three-pointers per game as a starter, and 54% field goal shooting percentage, and that was in 26.7 minutes per game. Watford, again, these are uh, these are basically you're replacing Marco Simonovic, who contract right now is 1.8 million dollars, with one of these guys who you could still have come in and out of the G League, maybe, right? Uh, well, no, Ball Ball can't go to the G League; he's been in the uh, NBA too long, unless he accepts the assignment, but uh, Trenton Watford absolutely could do that as well. Two years played in the NBA. Um, just a a solid overall player, a young player that has a lot of promise and has barely begun to really scratch the surface. When you look at these splits for him and some of the advanced analytics from him as well, he's he's not while he's not an advanced analytics darling or anything, a true shooting percentage of 62%, right? Um, a free throw rate of 31. That is pretty high, especially for the minutes that he played and when you look at that and compare that to like a Patrick Williams, that's really decent. So I like Watford in the, in that area. Um, his, his ability to get to the game, to the to the line as well just shows an overall level of awareness as a young player that you think that you can look at and say this guy, if he puts it together, there's absolutely an NBA skill set there, right? Uh, his his versatility, his defensive versatility rating ranked out at a 79. That is it. That is really good for a power forward. That's 6'8", 237 pounds, a 72 wingspan. The wingspans that uh that that uh AK does like. I overall I like both of these guys again as back of the bench low level signings that you can get in. Their veteran minimum. Their minimum is not that that high because they haven't played a, a huge amount of time in the NBA, and I like the potential of both of them. If I had to go, I would go Watford per, personally. I like those those splits of when he gets minute how he performs also not having the injury concerns but if the bulls were to sign either one of these guys for their minimum around that two uh, that one and a half two million dollar range i think the bulls can do a lot worse than either player you guys let me know what you think down below do you like either of these players again these are not designated player exceptions uh players these are not even for the rest of our mid-level exception this is if we are just looking if we use our whole disabled player exception on another player and then, like a P.J. Washington, would you be interested in adding either one of these players who bring some size at that forward position that you can legitimately use on the back end of your bench and maybe develop over the course of the next couple of years, especially now that we have a head of development coach, to kind of get more out of over time? Let me know what you guys think on that down below. Make sure you guys stay tuned in as well. Lock in with us. Follow us at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns bullcentralpod.com. Lastly, we'll leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailback episodes that go down on Saturdays and Sundays. The number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And Like like liked in every episode on Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace.
1: This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break.